it's Ananya. Welcome back to the Desi Reality. Today we have a very, very special guest on with us today. Let's welcome Milan to the podcast. Hey y'all, my name is Milan. I am a content creator. Uh, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, you know, just doing fashion and beauty and all that. Yeah, oh my gosh, I love your content. I think when I first found you, I don't even remember the trend, but it was the trend where you switched into that like really beautiful pink langa. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, that definitely jumps in my career. <laughs> yeah, that you're absolutely beautiful and your content's amazing. So I'm so excited to talk to you today. Oh, you're so sweet. I'm super excited for this. <laughs> of course. Okay, so let's just jump right into the questions. So to start off, um, as you know, this podcast really focuses on mental health. And so obviously being South Asian, I think that affects us all differently. So what does mental health mean to you and how has being South Asian changed your perspective on mental health? I think mental health is to me just like making sure you're good. And like there definitely is a stigma in the South Asian community. I think it comes not really from our generation like the older generation mainly and like parents and how they parent you and they didn't their parents didn't even know what that is so in the same way they don't know what it is and so it like brings down but today's world and technology like everyone's like you know figuring out and researching things on their own but it is very invalidating if you have close-minded parents who are like you don't have depression everyone's sad right. and like you know so it's it's definitely a hard reality, especially for South Asian kids um, and people. But I think, you know, as time goes by, we are changing that stigma and like, I, it has to be us, but we are breaking the generational curse and all that stuff, yes. you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. I definitely agree with that. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of interesting how our minds have evolved. I think we've all evolved in our own ways, especially with our perspective on mental health. Um, at least for me, that's been the case as well. So yeah, but that kind of connects on to our next question. Um, I think we all have something to say to ourselves from the past. So what is something you wish you could tell yourself from the past? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I feel like I guess just be comfortable being you. Um, I was definitely like an oddball growing up, I feel like. Mm -hmm. um, I first immigrated to North Carolina, where it was predominantly white people. And I was the only Asian at my school, literally wow. from the continent, the only Asian. So I think I definitely had a lot of like identity crisis. Like, what am I? Am I blending in with this culture? But I also really like my culture. Thankfully, I was never like um, hating my own culture, but it was just a lot of like, ugh, like, I don't want to fit in, but I also feel like I have to fit in. And so like stuff like that has, you know, it was weird. So I would just tell myself, dude, like, just do you and like be confident. And you know, like there's awkward moments. I remember like, if, for example, like when I was younger, you go to like a wedding or a party and like, I would be so afraid to like sit alone at a table and just like, I would rather sit there around people I don't really know and like just listen to them talk and like not worry about my enjoyment. But nowadays it's more like, I'm gonna sit by myself if I don't look at anyone else, I don't care. I love my own company, you know? It's like, just be more confident as a young you. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think like loneliness is so scary to think about, but eventually as we grow up, you realize it's kind of fun sometimes to, you know, spend some time with yourself. So I definitely oh, agree. <laughs> I know, and it's like, our, our parents aren't really like, like they're always, 
forcing this idea of like what will others think what will others think so I feel like I had that growing up like oh my gosh they're gonna think I'm a loner but now I'm like I'm screaming it like I live alone I'm like full-time happy loner (laughs) yeah I mean it's fun it's like I mean especially during COVID personally I feel like I learned that I'm actually a cool person to like spend time with you know and I took yes, my- girl. <laughs> self-love. I love it. <laughs> I know. Well, I think it's like important to go on dates with, with yourself and like spend time with yourself because that's the only way you'll get to know yourself. But also don't isolate Absolutely. yourself from other people, you know? Yeah. Balance. Balance is good. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, you said that you actually like came here and you were the only Asian in your school, which is insane to me. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that when you were growing up, you dealt with some kind of racism or some kinds of microaggressions. So how did you cope with that growing up? I like didn't even realize like what it was. I remember feeling like this is kind of weird. And like, you know, you don't know these words and labels until like I'm in college and I'm like, that's what that was. Like, it's it's very confusing, you know, like obviously like, you know, South Asian women, they'll have more body hair. I had pretty, I like not even crazy hairy arms you know I had hairy arms and then these boys would be like oh you look like a gorilla or a man but then like two weeks later the the same boys will ask me out and I'm like I'm very confused at what is going on you know so it's like uh these I don't know I was always confident growing up so I never took it as like I need to change myself too much like about my appearance um but I don't know confusing is the word honestly and even even like to this day with adults, you deal with microaggressions, especially when I was working a corporate job, definitely, you know, weird things have been said or like people feel the need to be like, if they think you're Indian, they're like, oh my God, I love chicken tikka. And I'm like, oh my Lord, here it's we go chicken. again. We have so many more delicious foods. Do not compare me to your freaking dish. Like, it's weird. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 100%. Like, first... Like, firstly, just, um, I think you were saying something about the, oh my gosh, I just had a brain fart. It's fine. But, but basically, yeah, I 100% agree. Oh, what I, yeah, I remember what I was going to say. Um, yeah, when I look back at myself now, and I'm like thinking about what was said to me, I'm like, oh, that was racist. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, there's some crazy yeah. things that are said, and you don't find out until later. So, yeah. No, even now, people are like, they just put you in labels. They're like, oh, can you do that? Aren't you Aren't you brown? Aren't you Indian? And I'm like, bro, I can do what I want. Like, this is still my life. They're like, no, you're not allowed to do that. I'm like, don't tell me what I'm allowed to do. Like, Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I've definitely, recently, I was legitimately, I was playing a sport and my coach was like, well, if we were going to have math competition, like you'd obviously win, so it doesn't matter. And oh, I was like, no. okay, <laughs> that's... <laughs> so yeah it's still very prevalent it's just more normalized than we think <laughs> but, yeah it's weird you really have to like stand up and like it's uncomfortable but you have to speak up for your own people yeah well I mean you're killing it honestly it's like you don't care so that's great but, I'm trying out here little by little you know just break these stereotypes day by day yeah you really are especially being a content creator so that's very commendable but yeah so that's kind of kind of going into our next question so as a content creator that's obviously something that is not as popular in the South Asian realm 
And I think there's definitely going to be a lot of obstacles, I'm assuming, that you've faced. So what are some of those obstacles you've faced while trying to pursue a career in content creation, especially being a South Asian? Yeah, I think um, just me pursuing graphic design in college was already like a baby step into the creative realm. I definitely got a lot of like weird backlash from like mainly my like Indian church community, like, oh, she's going to be broke. What is she going to do? But like, like, I don't know, it was a great field. I loved my field and like I got a job right out of college. It was great. And then even content stuff, like I didn't plan on it growing so fast, you know, and one year after working my design job, I like quit to do content stuff. And like, I think things would have been different if my videos weren't doing as well, definitely would have been harder. And even now, just honestly, just people from my church, like you're supposed to be godly and not judging people, but they're always the first to judge. They're like, what is she doing? We don't want our kids like that. Meanwhile, they don't even know what their kids are doing, you know? And I'm just like out here and it's like, at the end of the day, I just believe if you're a good person and like, you know, I, I'm just hoping my videos help someone stay, feel better or help themselves like love their culture more. At the end of the day, I'm just trying to help people. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I don't really bother the their opinions too much. I'm like, you know, I'm doing me. I'm gonna just chill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. That's exactly what I think we need, especially as South Asians, having that representation like, if you think about it, there's going to be so many people that are looking up to you right now. I look up to you, like, as a content creator, you know? <laughs> of course. But, yeah, that that is the case. And, oh, my gosh. Yes, the people who are supposed to be the least judgmental are the most judgmental. That happens yeah. a lot. They're just, they're just never happy, honestly. No matter what you do, like, you can be the most perfect doctor that they want. Like, for example, um, then they'll be like, why aren't you, like, the top, the best neurosurgeon in the world? And, like, it's, like, all these pressures. Like, check yourself first, uncle. Like, you need to go to the gym first, okay? Like, don't be coming at me and what I do. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And I'd apply that to normal life, too. Like, if it's not your, if you, it's not your life, then don't don't talk about it because it's like it's their journey and it's something that if you don't agree with that journey that's okay but it's like another person's journey you should never like comment on it because I think we've seen how that goes especially in you know receive especially in the receiving end from other people around us so yep exactly and also I like recently saw something that was like um like relying your happiness basically like you know how we're always like oh I want to make my parents happy my community happy but it's like if their happiness relies on you and your actions that's not true happiness you know that's so toxic and those words like I never put those together like that's true like how can they need to be happy on their own and not rely on other people you know mm -hmm. yeah I 100% agree mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, being a content creator, obviously, I feel like would be a lot of backlash. So it's very commendable that you're sticking through and you're doing what you love. So that's great. Of course. I love this. Love this job. It's been great. Well, in content creation, obviously, there's also something that's very, very prevalent. That is Eurocentric beauty standards. So obviously that's something that a lot of us deal with. So how have uh, Eurocentric beauty standards affected your journey as a content creator? Yeah, like once again, I think just like growing up in North Carolina and like 
this Eurocentric standard, like those words were not registered in my brain to like recently, you know, and like, I haven't, I didn't really notice these things till TikTok and till everyone's like coming out and like labeling these things. And like, I don't know, I, I'm grateful that I always liked how I look. And honestly, like I did not look cute growing up, like middle school and all that. And I'm like, where did this confidence come from? I think because I was so like, like, I don't know, I just thought my personality, like I liked hanging out with myself. So I'm like, you know, that's all that matters because I like looks fade. So I don't know. It I guess I'm I am like I really do love myself and everything I do and like above all, as long as my heart every day I'm like continuing to be a better person. Like no there's no standard to me that exists. Like, but I will acknowledge definitely if you are white on TikTok or other platforms like you do do better like that's definitely a standard that is there mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. i think um one thing i've said before on an episode is definitely just looks fade but like your personality won't you know and th- that's something that's really important and i think on social media now especially with tiktok i think tiktok's been a blessing and a curse in disguise a curse in that it brings out a lot of negativity and toxicity and a blessing in that it brings up a lot of positivity as well and a lot more awareness. And I think a lot of people are more willing to support POC creators and that's something that's, you know, really important as well. So I think it really just depends, you know, but yeah, yeah, I know it's, it definitely sucks, but I encourage everyone to just continue doing you and like, don't, don't be, don't put yourself down just because someone else is raising other people up. Like you have to continue doing you. And like, just because this dumb standard is there doesn't not mean you are any less beautiful. Like the same can be said about, you know, like dark skinned women, how society thinks they're not as attractive. And like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like we know the truth, like, but I don't know, like as generations are continuing, continuing these stigmas are being broken thankfully you know yeah we're progressing so that's good (laughs) yeah so in social media obviously I'm assuming there's a lot of pressure um I mean I just run a podcast page and it's already sometimes a little a little bit of pressure to make sure everything's you know intact everything's matching a certain theme everything's coming out at the right time stuff like that and I can't imagine how it would be if you actually had to be the content creator so do you ever feel overwhelmed or anxious because of social media? And if so, how do you deal with it? I think like definitely yes, but you just have to have a control of it and know what you're doing. Um, when I get anxious is like when trends are happening, so many trends are happening and you kind of have to like jump on them fast or it'll be too late. So things like that, I'm like, if my schedule doesn't align, I'm like, oh, I have to do this now, now, now. Um, so those things can get very anxious and sometimes, you know, like if like the internet interactions, not the best, like those things can get to you, but I just like at the end, like, and I'm just like, it's because not because of your content. It's if you believe in your content and I do, I'm like, it's not your content. It's because the algorithm algorithm isn't pushing your stuff. And if the right people saw it, they would like it. So, you know, you can never like, a good amount of self-reflection is needed, but also don't put the blame 100% on you. Um, you definitely need to have thick skin to like be in this field. You know, you might love a video and everyone might hate it, but as long as I like it, like I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. That's a really good mindset, honestly. 
So do you mind me asking, are you like full-time doing content creation or are you doing something else as well? Yeah, I am a full-time creator since last August. That's amazing. Yeah, I can imagine that's pretty stressful, but I'm mm -hmm. glad you're doing it and your content's great. So <laughs> this, yeah, this end definitely. likes your content. <laughs> Huh? This this end likes your content. <laughs> Thank you, girl. It's like you definitely have to have a passion for it too. Like I definitely see people who are not, you know, the nicest people, and like you can tell when someone's doing it for like the numbers. And I think I've, I don't know. There's just so much more to this, and like the people I connect with and meet and see and support, like that's what's important to me more than numbers. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. That's so sweet. Oh my gosh. I always well, not even, it should be the norm. It should be the norm. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very, very commendable and something that I definitely think is super rare, but it's great. And I think there's so many South Asian creators like that, that are just so sweet about everything. So yeah. yeah but speaking of like South Asian creation and representation, <laughs> me trying to segue this smoothly, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was worry. um like in in mainstream media obviously uh it's kind of tough we kind of talked about this earlier about eurocentric standards and stuff like that but specifically in terms of south asian representation what are your thoughts on the need for south asian representation do you think it's do we need more do we need less is it important what are your thoughts oh yeah we definitely need more way more and i don't know <laughs> little by little, very little progress is being made. You know, 1% is better than 0%, but still we need way more representation. Like I, there, there's definitely people in the community and out there on platforms and all that. But sometimes it's like, I feel like they want you to be in a box and like South Asian people don't just make South Asian content. Like yeah. we can do all kinds of things. Like you can, like my friend Cass Jerome, she's this like cosplay and makeup and she's very much into that. And there's not many, you know, South Asian cosplayers and like, um, I don't know, just people doing things they want to do and not just being in a box, you know, even if they don't mention that they're South Asian, yeah. um, but like they're doing other things. Like I want to see more of that people not being so afraid to just, be you know doing their own little niche that's what I want to see more of and like shows like never have I ever like I'm glad there's a show but also I feel like it's not the best representation you know yeah. it's it's falling into some of these stereotypes and I'm not a fan of that but also I'm like it's like it's just catch 22 like yay there's a show with South Asian people but also like damn why do they do that yeah. so well, we have to connect that bridge a hundred percent oh my gosh never have I ever that's like a whole other podcast episode, but I will say like, I think mm -hmm. especially Davey, I haven't even watched season two. I just got all the spoilers from TikTok, so I'm not going to spoil anything, but Davey's definitely like a love-hate relationship because she's like everything an Indian girl is, but then she's around people and like acts like not the typical Indian girl. So then you're like, oh, cool. But then she also like doesn't like her culture. So then you're like, ah, <laughs> I don't know how I to feel be someone who's just like proud like I'm thinking about what else like um I don't know what are other representation I I kind of like from Jesse uh, huh Ravi from Jesse was controversial I don't know if you know oh uh, no, no I didn't I didn't watch that show but I think like he had an accent and stuff mm -hmm. 
like that shake my head it's like not everyone has an accent like it's okay if you do but um I'm thinking about like Cece from New Girl like um I don't know if she was portrayed as full Indian but I like that that's they definitely had some racist jokes in there um but you know she was like a full-time model and just like doing her thing like you know more like that is what I want to see yeah like like casual you know like you don't have to um you, you don't have to emphasize the fact that they're South Asian and you don't have yeah. to emphasize the fact that they don't like being South Asian. Like, there doesn't have to be extremes. I'm saying, why can't there just be a regular show about a girl going to work or something? <laughs> we'll make it happen. <laughs> we'll make it happen, yeah. But, yeah, that's definitely a whole other podcast episode. We'll definitely make one about that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I think it's, like, important to find that balance between loving your culture and, like, loving you know being westernized as well so Mm -hmm. but that kind of goes into our next question as well which is like what is your advice for listeners who want to stay in touch with their culture but struggle to find that balance that we were just talking about yeah that's a good question like um talk to your family members and if they're like your older generation and like I get some people who immigrated early might not be as in touch with their culture and that's okay. There's like online resources, like honestly follow more South Asian creators and platforms and those who love their culture and share more about it. Like I follow people and I learn so much about other people. Um, Like I'm Malayali, but like I learn about Sri Lankan people or Tamil people or North Indian people and like, um, or, you know, like any other South Asian countries too. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, it doesn't just have to be, uh, within yourself. You can always reach out and like talk to other people or friends and like, you know, anyone can hit my DMs up. Like I, I like answering about questions if they have any too. Um, yeah, just, it's, you don't have to be so serious and like be like ancestry.com. I need to learn everything. Just like, you know, take it casual step-by-step and like, go ahead, explore some, um, places, maybe like South um, Asian owned, uh, businesses or like events and things like that around your area. Like it's a great way to connect also. Yeah. I mean, I invite my like non South Asian friends to this like annual Mindy party we have at our house and like, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, they have so much fun. So like, if you ever want to like hit up a friend who's South Asian and you know, they're going to have a party, I'm sure they'll be happy to do it. Like all of my friends who are South Asian are more than happy to have non-South Asian or like South Asian people that you know may not know too much about it to ha- like come over so yeah yeah exactly that's that's a great idea hit up your friends <laughs> yeah like hit me up if you're near Chicago <laughs> I'll invite <laughs> you <laughs> but yeah that's very sweet of you and like replying to DMs is obviously something that's probably very hard for you but yeah that's very sweet as well I try try my best probably don't get to everyone but don't hate me y'all <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it's hard I can't imagine how hard it must be for you so yeah but kind of going into our next question and that's more so regarding the whole career pathway um, portion and so obviously content creation is something that you love to do and I mean I think we can tell like it's everything you do is so well done so (laughs) but was it easy deciding to pursue a career in social media or did it take some trial or trial and error were you like unsure how did that go Mm -hmm. I think um I don't know it wasn't like the hardest decision or the easiest I was just like I'm gonna just try this so actually I quit my job and then like let's say July 31st and like August first I don't even know if there's 31 days in July but like the basically the 
Hey, okay, hey. The next day, literally that Pink Langa video went viral. And I was like, this is a sign. So I ran with it. And you really have to put in the work. And I feel like I was po- I was posting so many videos that didn't go viral before. But because of that one, they all did also. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to keep doing the work. And when the right time comes, like the people, you know, can see your other stuff. So it's never just one video and done, you know, just keep on, keep on working, keep on going, like doing your thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just really, you have to believe in yourself. Like everyone near you in your town can laugh at you and think this is just a hobby. And unless you think it's serious, um, then you can do it if you believe in yourself. No way. That's crazy though. Like your video blowing up right after you quit your job. Yeah, yeah, I was like, this is a sign. <laughs> it was. Oh my gosh. That's insane. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And it's just been it's just been growing since then, you know. So I'm like, okay, the sign's working. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Definitely. I mean, I think almost everyone I know knows about that video. Like I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it that's insane. I mean, definitely a sign. And even if like I think if anyone listening in is unsure like this is your sign if you're listening to this part of the podcast like this is your sign you should just go for it because look what happened also, <laughs> but also i did quit when i was making enough money like like enough my, like more than my regular job so i wouldn't just quit your job because before i was making that much money like i was like going to work full-time and then working and filming after hours like it was like 24 7 job both of them together so definitely put in your work it's not just quit your job and then you know so i will say that keep just be smart about your finances <laughs> yeah i'm not insinuating just drop everything right now but definitely put your feet in the water if you feel like doing it you know exactly but yeah that's crazy i'm like i have no idea that's insane <laughs> But yeah, I guess kind of going on to our last question, um, do you have any like advice for anyone struggling to feel comfortable with their identity and their mental health or, you know, feeling like unsure about anything in their life? Um, well, mental health, definitely get a therapist. Been the best decision I ever made. Um, even though you don't think you need one, you definitely need one, at least, you know, for self growth and they can tell you what other people are too scared to tell you. And you grow as an individual and that's what life is about. So definitely do that if you can. Don't, you know, like trauma dump all the time on your friends because they are just people too and they don't have the right answers. And you're not going to get anywhere when everyone's pretty much going through it, you know? Um, And then struggling with your identity, honestly, just like, I would say reflect on why do I not like myself? Like, what are areas that I can fix? What are areas I can't fix? If it's something that you can't fix, I don't know. You have to grow to love that area of yourself because that's like, that's the only solution I can think of. And then if there are areas you can fix, like, let's say you're like, I hate myself because I'm never productive, like make an action plan, try your best, like make one habit um, and stick, just do one habit. You don't have to do like five, six habits and get better. Like, it's just all about tiny little progress and baby steps. Um, and then, you know, just, um, I don't know, I'm very self-sufficient. So I don't like this. It's a bad quality of mine, but I don't really rely too much on other people. So just don't be afraid to rely on yourself also and like be your own best friend and work hard towards all your goals. And like, truly, like you have been there since the day you were born for yourself and you're going to be there for yourself till the end. And 
you just gonna have to love yourself through it all you know yeah oh my gosh that's so true it's like as sad as it sounds yeah you're you're always gonna be there for yourself but once again that doesn't mean that you only rely on yourself to do everything or to deal with everything because getting outside help is good but getting outside help should be seeked with the idea of trying to put yourself in a place where you're able to help yourself for the rest of your life or for as long as you can so that's all about balance definitely don't isolate yourself but you know you have to like be prepared to do the work yourself also Mm -hmm. basically yeah well, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that was great advice. Everyone listening and take that advice. <laughs> but uh, <I> <laughs> yeah, but thank you so much for coming on, Milan. This was so fun. Of course. Thanks so much for having me and asking all those questions. Of course. And to all of our listeners listening in, you know what I say each time. Be sure to eat food, drink water, take care of yourself. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>